Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Michael Russin. Thank you for joining me. Um, I'll tell you what, man. Today, I was just telling my wife, this is two, exactly two weeks on carnivore, 100%. Haven't cheated once, haven't made a single mistake. Um, stuck to the script, no booze, all meat, honey. Um, I'm dragging a little bit of ass today. I don't know what it is. I don't know if my body's like really switching into high gear ketosis. I was like one, or I'm sorry, 234 this morning. And, uh, you know, that's, that's down. That's, I'm, I'm almost down 20 pounds in two weeks. Um, I've been restricting calories. I've been at a caloric deficit big time. Um, so my body's, I think my body's really trying to adjust. I don't have that same pep in my step uh, that I do on the way to the gym normally in the mornings. It's so funny, like everything about my body looks and feels different. Um, I've had no processed or refined sugars whatsoever. Um, I've had, like I said, I've only had meat really, mostly 90% steak, um, some bacon, some pork fat, pork belly, um, chicken, most, you know, a little bit here and there, but mostly steak, eggs, and that's really it. And, uh, my inflammation, like my wedding ring is loose for the first time and probably, I didn't, since I got it, <laughs> you know, it's loose since, uh, since I got, for the first time since I got it, my, uh, my feet, you can see all the veins in my feet, my hands, you can see new veins in my hands. The biggest thing is that I've noticed that my inflammation is gone for the most part. Um, no lower back pain. I don't have any joint pain at all. Um, I don't, I don't have any pain. Um, I'm just tired today. So, so there's a, there's a trade-off, you know, I think my body's really starting to switch gears. I think I've really detoxed, um, this week cause there's been a couple nights I've woken up in just a pool of sweat. I think your body detoxes from just nasty food and it doesn't even have to be now you think you're eating healthy like to eat truly healthy now you almost have to be an extremist like me right now like anything you put in your body now is just so it's all just it's it's so everything's horrible it's got preservatives it's got chemicals it's got all this nasty nasty stuff got all this nasty, nasty stuff, um, and, uh, thanks, buddy, it's, uh, you gotta be, like, an extremist to eat healthy, I, I would really, I know, well, I'm kind of, like, talking about the negative right now, I'm just a little sleepy, that's all, and I got a solid nine hours last night, <laughs> well, somewhat solid, I had to wake up a couple of times, we had, I always have fun stories for you guys, um, we had, uh, I took Bane out last night, right around eight o'clock and we go out the front door and like you go to the right and that's where my fire pit is and jeremiah's house is about 100 yards from the fire pit and uh you go to the right and i hear this loud yelp and bane just sits that like he literally sits like i commanded him to sit and he just sits down does he go run normally i let him out he goes running over smells around the fire pit, goes up into the woods, and it does his thing, pees, poops, whatever. If he has to go, bro, he just sat 
And I'm like, what was that? And I hear some rustling out in the woods. And I just, the hair on the back of my neck just stood right up. So bang, I'm like, bang, bang, let's go, 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 go. And I didn't have to tell him twice. He made a beeline for the door. He could tell. He could tell. Something was up. And uh, so I go, I grab the flashlight and I shine it out back. I'm like, oh, Geneva, come here. Geneva, come here. She's like, what? I'm like, Geneva, come here. I'm coming. Yeah, she's all pregnant, trying to get up off the couch. So she comes out on the back porch in the snow with me. And we're, I'm like, Geneva, look. She's like, why? I'm like, no, over here, look. Dude, one set, two set, three set, four set, five set, six sets of eyes out in the woods. Little, shiny, beady, real close, you know, somewhat close together. Coyotes. And they were just, it was so creepy. Because Bane was out there. So Bane comes out on the back porch and his hair kind of goes up and he lets out a bark and two of them the coyotes you just see the eyes raise up i don't know if they stood up on their hind legs or jumped up onto a log but they were like key like they i think they wanted bane i know they wanted bane so get this i'm like all right geneva i'm like i don't want to shoot my 308 back here you know the neighbors it's dark ada's sleeping it's gonna wake the whole damn call the sack up i mean we live out in the woods by ourselves we've got one set of neighbors across the street and that's real i mean but we there's you know i just i don't like taking shots at nighttime but i had a very safe shot i was uphill i was at an upward angle shooting down into the ground there's a big hill there's a field there's woods i still don't like shooting at night it's just a matter of principle if i can avoid it especially a 308 so um i grabbed my clock and I'm like, let me just scare them off. I'll just scare them off. And if they come back tomorrow, this will be their warning. They come back tomorrow, I'm going to kill a couple of them if I can. So I grab my Glock and I go running outside. I go out back. Geneva's got the light on in the woods. And I'm like, they still here? She's like, oh, yeah, they're watching you. So I get, I'm about 50 yards away. I get 40 yards away. Like, they still there? She's like, yep. So now I yell. Let out this big whooping yell. They don't budge. So I get 30 yards away, and then I was probably about 25 yards away, and I stood up on a rock, and she's like, yeah, they're not moving. They're just looking at you. I'm like, oh, what the, are they feral? So I, I, I grab my Glock, and I, I can't see them. I wish I, now I need a, I need a flashlight for my Glock. Uh, this was, this was confirmation right here. So... I can't see him, so I just pick a tree um, and just right in front of this hill so I know if I miss the tree somehow, bullets going right into the hill. Again, I just don't like shooting at night. Um, not that I can't shoot at night. It's just I'm not comfortable taking a shot without knowing exactly what's behind the bullet. You know what I mean? Or in front of, I should say. Um, so I fire a shot right into the side of the tree. I see bark go flying. And like dust. It was like an old dead tree. And Geneva's like, yeah, uh, they didn't move. They didn't even blink. In fact, and then I hear rustling. She's like, I think they're coming closer. So I just start backing up real slow, backing up, backing up. I got my, I got my service weapon aimed up. And then I, I kind of turn around, made a little jog back to the house. I'm like, huh. So I go back in. I'm like, all right, I don't want to shoot the 308. Let me grab the 556. So I grab my uh, other AR and I'm out standing out back and Geneva's like, well, I hate it sleeping, blah, blah, blah. So long story short, we went to bed around nine o'clock. They're still there. Um, I wake up to pee at midnight 
And I'm like, dude, they got to be gone by now. It's been four hours. So I go out back. I grab the flashlight. I shine it. I'm standing there butt naked on the back porch. And boom, what do I pick up on? A couple sets of eyes. I'm like, dude, they're still sitting there. Fall back asleep. Wake up 3.30 in the morning. I go back out. Not there. At least I couldn't see their eyes if they were. They might have been bedded down. I don't know if they were hunkered down sleeping there for the night or what. But, uh... Yeah, it was pretty. It's pretty cool. I don't know. It's, I mean, I don't want them around. That's for sure. And if they're back tonight, I'll kill them. Um, they have their shot tonight. I think what it was, because the biggest thing I'm worried about is my chickens. I don't take you. I don't take life unless there's a real reason to do it. You know, these guys. I posted on Facebook. I just. I'm like, is it normal for coyotes to just stand there and look at you after you shoot at them? You know what I mean? And some people said, no, they're feral. Other people were like, yeah, that's... If they're in big packs, they're very confident. Um, and uh, people were talking about all their close run-ins. And all these guys were like, yeah, you should have mowed them all down and bother. And I get it. Coyotes are nasty. But it's like, they, you know, God created them too. You know, they got to live. I know I sound soft, dude. I don't, I don't take life unless I have to. I do not like to kill things. I don't even like to shoot... Um, chipmunks and squirrels off my feeders. You know, they're just they're just trying to live, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're just not like they're like going out of their way to be malicious. I think at the end of the day, I mean, I know this sounds crazy and don't take this to the bank. I'll probably hear this in some court case someday, but I think it would be easier for me to take a human's life who I know is a bad person than an animal. Seriously. Without, in fact, without a doubt. Without a doubt, it would be far easier for me to take a person's life who I know is a rotten, like a rapist, you know, something like that. I wouldn't think twice. Wouldn't think twice. Somebody tried to hurt my wife, I wouldn't think twice. I would feel more bad killing a pit bull that bit my wife in the leg than a homeless man who tried to mug her and possibly do other things to her. I'd feel more bad killing the pit bull. Seriously. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if something wrong with me. I don't know if uh, I got to talk to God about why I put such a low value on other people. But it's like the animals, they're not making a conscious decision to be the way that they are. They just are the way that they are because that's the way that they're created to be. That's how coyotes are. They're pack animals and they're savages. You know, um, I just, I have a reverence for the sanctity of life. You know, and I would never, ever take a human's life unless I absolutely had to. Unless, unless, again, at least, unless I absolutely, I'm just kidding, at least, unless I absolutely had to, unless I absolutely had to, it's, uh, I don't know, I just, I, I have trouble, I have trouble, you know, I have trouble with that, um, I just don't like to kill animals, I don't know, what's the point of today's episode, oh, you got a little story, oh, let's talk about something productive, so, um, but yeah, anyway, so back to the diet thing. Yeah, try carnivore. I really I really encourage you guys. If you're having trouble like with inflammation, if you're having trouble losing weight, um, you know what I notice now is I sleep much better. Um, I'm definitely more cognitively, except for today, I'm, I'm dragging a little bit, but I notice I have a cognitive edge recently. Like this, this, this has been the week from hell for my companies, one of my companies. And uh, I've... I've been able to make very sharp decisions um, that have at least mitigated some of the negative effects. 
By the way, we're still waiting to hear back from Quick uh, QuickBooks into it as to whether or not they're going to. So I figured out why this is happening. So I'm getting, I'm in the process, as I told you guys yesterday, of getting a merchant account set up. And um, basically, what this guy was telling me is like, yeah, these companies like Intuit, Stripe, all these others, ADP, blah blah blah. At the end of the year, they clean their books up because they know they're going to get audited in the new year. So anybody that's high risk like us, we're high risk industry, high risk because our volume, um, I guess we're just high risk, he was saying. Um, he's like, listen, he's like, they're auditing. They're, they're going to get audited. I think like certain like MasterCard, like the big credit card companies audit them to see if they can still run. I don't know. Um, I didn't understand that part. I think that's what it is. Like MasterCard comes in. It's like, all right, let me see your books. You want to still, we want to let you keep using us. We need to check your books, right? So they get rid of, you know, what they deem to be high-risk accounts, which is so stupid because we've never had an issue. Two and a, I think we've had, we've had one client two and a half years uh, request a refund. Two years, rather. Two years. Three, four million dollars in invoicing. One, it's like that's that's insane. By the way, that's like we have very very good retention. We don't have really any chargebacks, and that was two years ago, and we're still pretty new. So, um, which by the way, guys, you can literally get somebody's business shut down by going to your bank and getting refunds. So basically, we had provided services for this girl, um, and the people that we were giving to her. Um, were coming back to us saying she was extremely unprofessional, missing Zoom calls, um, was swearing, talking shit about other trainees to the other trainees, like just not, just not things that aren't, aren't conducive to like running a business and well, and so she couldn't keep anybody that we gave her and blamed it on us and basically went and filed fraud charges at her bank. Her friend said that they were fraudulent charges, and uh, in that case, the or the Intuit QuickBooks just refunds them the money, no questions asked. So that's called a chargeback. You don't want too many of those, or you won't get. You'll get. You'll wind up in our situation. But what's crazy is we've only had one, which is really, 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 really good, and they still shut us off because we're a high-risk business. Well, what they told us yesterday is they're having trouble verifying. What? What are you having trouble verifying? That's all they say. It's all these dumbass companies say. Oh, we're having trouble verifying. Verifying what? So we sent over, I'm hoping this clears it up. We sent over our articles of incorporation. Um, we sent over our articles of incorporation for the LLC. So I'm hoping that speeds things up a little bit. It's just, you know, read the fine print. We were, we were looking at other payment services. I think one was called a Melio, M-E-L-I-O. And in their terms, they're like, yeah, we can take money from you to hold at any time. We might give you an explanation, but we probably won't. And it's our right to not give you an explanation. It literally, I'm paraphrasing, but that's ex almost exactly what it says in their terms and conditions. They're like, yeah, we might hold uh, collected money for an inordinate amount of time. We don't have to explain why. This, the the banks, 
the elites, I'm telling you, the more, the longer I persist in the in business, the more you can see that the game is rigged to snuff you out. The game is rigged to snuff you out. It's hoop after hoop after bureaucracy after this after it's just all this government bureaucracy, all this big, too big to fail bullshit. All of these banks, bro. I get a call from one of my buddy last night. One of my best friends texts me. He's like, yeah, his, his, his girlfriend, or his, well, sorry, his girlfriend, his fiance's mom just passed, tragically, suddenly. And she had a home equity line of credit. And the bank basically kind of stepped in and was like, yeah, and it's a bit a six-figure sum. And the bank just showed up and was like, yeah, uh, we're taking you to court. Uh, we either want the whole amount up front or we're taking the house. 150 grand, I think it was. Like, yeah, you got to fork over 150 Gs uh, or we're going to take this house. Like, can I make, I've been making the, he's like, dude, I've been making the payments for her. Why can't I just take over the payments? You know, that we're just getting, and he was, he told me the interest on these payments, bro, it's unreal. It's unreal what they were doing to this woman. The, the, the whole damn system, bro, is so messed up. It's so screwed up. And it just, you know, I, I get it now. Like, I get Uncle Ted. I've said this before. You know, I don't think he should bomb kids, but, like, I can understand. Like, the whole thing needs completely dismantled, and probably violently. The media companies, the banks, the government, they're all in collusion. They're all in collusion. All of it. It's a big, intricate, it's intricately woven web of corruption and greed. And it's just, it's the devil. It's the devil. This is, I mean, this is for now. I mean, Jesus is the king of this world. He's the king of the universe. But this is currently like Satan's little playground. You know what I mean? And uh, the battle's already won. It's just like time hasn't caught up yet. You know, like our human experience hasn't caught up to what God has already set in motion, finalized. Not just set in motion, but finalized. Um... And uh, it's just, you can see it's so clear. It's so clear. I don't understand how somebody could see all the evil in the world and not believe in God. I can understand people that say they see all the evil in the world, they don't understand, and then they blame God. I get those types of atheists because those types, they're not really atheists. They believe there's a God. They're just mad at him. You know what I mean? What would you call that? I don't know what you would call that, but like an uh, anti-deist or something like that. I don't know. (laughs) They, uh... I don't get how, like, there are just people that, like, there's just no God. Things are just this bad. You know, because, again, the biggest argument is, well, if there's a God, why are things so bad? You have to understand. Things are so bad because of us. This is our fault. God gave us a perfect world, and Eve couldn't keep her little pucky, pup, pup. What I'm, I'm thinking of a word for lips. That's I can't say anything that just popped into my head appropriately on the podcast. So Eve, Eve couldn't keep her little mouth off the apple, and then Adam. See this? You guys understand why I've got so much vitriol told towards women generally? Here you go, Eve. You guys started this. It's your fault. See what happens when you give women choices. <laughs>
I'm just kidding, ladies. I'm just kidding, sort of. Dude, you know what I'm saying? What's that? What's that Republican who's running for president? That woman, like, what's her name? Is that Nikki Haley? Y'all, you know what? If the, it's you look at her, and you look at Kamala, and it's like we gotta repeal the 19th because the only reason those women are as far along as they are is other women. That's it. You gotta, we got, if the whole country would be red, I think, with the exception of two cities, two or three cities, if you took away women's right to vote. It's, it's women that put stupid people in power. Because it's very easy to manipulate women. It's very, very easy to emotionally manipulate women. You don't believe me? You don't believe, oh, not me, Mike. Well, how many times did that guy tell you that he loved you? And how many times did you give it up to him? And then you're just sitting there alone crying on the end of your bed one day. Now, come on. Don't sit here and tell me that you're different. Listen, ladies. I'm not saying that there's... We just have different... Like, men are wired to govern and lead. Women are wired... I loved what I read yesterday. It was women are multipliers. You give her a house, she gives you a home. You give her a seed, she gives you a family. You know, you give her, like, I could bring home groceries, she gives you a meal. You know what I mean? Women are multipliers. Men are the ones that initiate, start, and create, right? And the longer that we try to play this equality game, and it's, I said this yesterday, there was, um, I could give you so many examples. What, what was I saying yesterday? I said women deserve this. You, oh, oh, um. Oh, there's this lady from, I don't know, some stupid, some school, some trumped up title and leader of diversity and gender equality, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, women should learn to lose to trans women, men, gracefully. Women need to start to learn. And it's so funny, the whole feminist thing's come full circle to where it's like, you know what, women, I don't feel bad for you. You did this to yourself. This is your fault. Oh, you wanted to go work. You wanted to go girl boss. You wanted to go have a career. You wanted to get out under the patri- from under the patriarchy. You wanted to go be a free spirit, bang whoever, and have abortions, and shoot birth control. You wanted to girl boss it up and vote and all this other stuff and have a voice and a choice. And now you got to compete with dudes in sports. Now you got to have some dude with an eight-inch-long dong changing next to you in a locker room. You did this to yourselves. I'm, I'm. Most of the women that listen to me agree with me. I'm telling you guys that you need to start convincing your friends to shut up. <laughs> it's. It's not. Here's another example. Germany, which is so far gone. Eight. So nine. This is a real thing. Look this up. You don't believe me? Google it. Nine migrants in Germany gang raped a 15-year-old girl. Gang raped a 15-year-old girl. Eight of them escaped prison. Like, not escaped, like put in prison and escaped. Like, the judge did not sentence them to prison. Eight of them. Why am I talking about this? Number one, on the defense, a female psychologist comes out and says that the rape 
was because they're marginalized and frustrated and they don't have a home. So this was their way of expressing their anger and frustration. So you got bimbo airheaded take number one from a female psychologist. Whenever you hear it, you just know when a woman's about to, when a woman that has some kind of a PhD or some kind of a title, you know you're going to hear the worst takes of your life. Was that not the worst take you've ever heard? Oh, yeah, they came here. They don't really have a home. They're struggling with poverty. They're, they're, uh, they're, they're marginalized. So this rape was an expression of their frustration. We should take it easy on them. The female judge is the one that eventually let these eight dudes go. I think house arrest for two of them. Women are unfit and unable to be in these positions. And nobody else wants to talk about this. Nobody else wants to talk about it. And it's it's one of the more... it's Having things out of place... From ter- in terms of gender roles is probably the most destructive. I mean, there's it's 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 wreaking havoc. You're trying to you got these women who are not fit to lead, who are not fit to be in positions of power. Because I, in my opinion, I think women abuse power in more manipulative and sinister ways than their male counterparts. I really do. When I think about all of the experiences I've had in my life where I'm like, huh, what that person did to me because of their title or blah, 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 was fundamentally wrong, unethical, not right. It's been a woman every single time. Every single time. And because uh, power goes to women's heads. Very Everybody thinks about the man. It's like there's some war tyrant. Yeah, there's been a lot of tyrannical men. 100%, without a doubt. That's just obvious. But boy, does power corrupt the mind of a woman like no other. Holy smokes. Women go off the rails. Very. It's like tolerance. It's like an alcohol tolerance, right? You give me a little bit of power. You give me five shots of power. I'm fine. I could do a backflip on a motorcycle. You know what I'm saying? You give, nah, I'd break every bone in my body. But you understand what I'm saying. I'm fine. Give me five shots of power. Give a woman five shots of power. Oh, God. She's going off the damn rails. Going to get somebody killed. <laughs> uh, listen, ladies, I'm not trying to crush y'all this morning. It's just, I, you know, I got to get this. At that migrant story this morning, I've been trying to keep it more positive. I don't know how I could just read that and let that go. You know, especially when you get that take from that female psychologist, which... Psychology is such a joke. Such a joke. Counseling's a joke. You know what I mean? It's just, it's all just so just gay. (laughs) You're going to go to therapy. You're going to make therapy today. Okay, I'm not trying to be mean to people that have like therapy. If it works for you, it works for you. Awesome. I just, I, you know, you just, you need. You give these people these titles, right? Which just means what? I could get a PhD easily. Name a branch. Name a branch and I'll go, I swear I'll get a PhD. I'll get one online. I could get a PhD in just about anything. Because it's just, 
they just want you to pay money. All you got to do is pay money and regurgitate what the professor says and be a good little boy or good little girl. Wham, here's your, here's your piece of paper. You don't have to add or do anything special to get a PhD other than what do you have to do? Everybody's like, oh, PhD. What do you have to do? Show up on time and do your homework. That's all. Oh, there's that broccoli-headed kid that was following me around the parking lot the other day. All you got to do is show up on time, be a good boy, be a good girl, do your homework, boom, PhD. Here you go. It's just, it doesn't make any sense. All right, I got to go left. Sorry that I yelled at you for being a woman, but uh, tell your friends to reel it in. Peace.